The following shiur is delivered by Rabbi Mordechai Lebhar, Rosh Kolel at Link of Los Angeles. For more information or shiurim, please visit vshc.org or call 1-844-200-TSHC. That's 1-844-200-8742. In Parashat Re'eh, we have the halachot of kashrut that are are um, spoken about and the consumer nowadays has the luxury of going to almost every single establishment and knowing that there are reliable hechshirim that make sure that the food that is being bought is betachlit ha'ichshir. However, being that in America, there are different communities. There are the communities of the Ashkenazim and the community of the Sfaradim. And the Sfaradim have different halachot to them. And one of those areas is in Kashrut. There are differences between Sfaradim and Ashkenazim. How does the Sephardic consumer navigate in a world of kashrut that is predominantly uh, based on Ashkenazi psak? And this manifests itself in various different subjects. It manifests itself in the subjects of Chalak Bet Yosef. Uh, it manifests itself in the subjects of Chadash and Yashan. And it also manifests itself in the topic of Bishul Akum, Bishul Goy. Each one of these topics, there is a difference between Sfaradim and Ashkenazim. And in this short Shi'ur, we will not be able to um, extensively cover details in each and every one of those topics. But we'll just mention some highlights and what some people rely on and what others don't. We have to understand that we're already in a situation of of, uh, of bidiyavad because uh, if a person needs to buy food and he's in a situation where there is no other place that he could buy food but this, so that is a situation to take into account. There's also a separate discussion of consumer awareness and consumer pressure that if people are aware of the issues and they and they are not stuck in a situation now, rather they are as consumers, they demand that the kashriyot provide for them if they are enough of a clientele, and they demand not that the kashrut but really bottom up, they they um, they demand the consumers demand from the establishments to cater to them. Uh, a lot of times it boils down to money and expending extra money in order to have these hidurim. So that is a separate discussion. And uh, and we'll see that a person should strive to obviously have the as uh, as mehadrin uh, as possible, a situation as mehadrin as possible of kashrut. And then there is going to be situations where where um, really he shouldn't be eating if it's against halakha. So let's start with the first subject. And once again, we're not going to deal extensively uh, with the subjects. We're just going to discuss some highlights. Regarding meat, 
that is it Chalak Bet Yosef or not. The definition of Chalak Bet Yosef, I'm sure uh, most of the listeners over here know, is a is a lung that that an animal um, was after that animal was shechted. They check the lung to see if there's any adhesions. That means that in the lungs, any hole, potential hole, that was covered by phlegm. And we don't really know if there was a hole or not, but if there's an adhesion of phlegm that was created and it's, and it's, uh, stuck between the, the, the lung and the rib cage or sometimes stuck to other, uh, lobes of the lung. So that automatically is not considered Chalak Bet Yosef. And even if one is able to remove those adhesions and determine through blowing the lung and other methods that there is no hole, nevertheless, the Bet Yosef understood, uh, he brings down that that's not called Chalak and that, that, that is not, that shouldn't be eaten. Now, this is a, this is how the Shulchan Aruch is posek. And indeed, many Sephardic countries throughout the generation whether it's Eduta Mizrach or Eduta Ma'arav, never had the luxury of being machmir like the Bet Yosef because uh, many times there was only one animal and if they would be machmir like the Bet Yosef, many times they wouldn't have food, so they would rely on the more lenient opinion. Whereas uh, when it started to becoming more common that, uh, that a common, that shechita uh, would happen on a mass basis and whatever is not good would be given over to the non-Jews, so it wasn't that bad if the animal's not kosher because it will be sold to the non-Jews. So Chalak Bet Yosef became more feasible and more of a reality. And that is definitely a, an important uh, and a good chumrah and an important, I would say, uh, it's those who follow the Shulchan Aruch to follow Chalak Bet Yosef. Just to mention a few obvious points. Chalak Bet Yosef is only regarding beef. And it's only regard, and it's not regarding veal or lamb or chicken. Because by chickens, the adhesions are not common and they don't usually check the lungs. By lamb, any type of adhesion, since it's, it's, they're also not going to even by Ashkenazim are not going to allow. And veal as well because they are young. So really, the animals that we are talking about is beef. And here in beef as well, we're going, there's going to be an important distinction whether somebody is in a situation where the meat is in front of him and he doesn't know if it is Bet Yosef, that is one scenario, or whether he's buying at a store or whether he's even in the Shechita house. The Shulchan Aruch writes, based on the Gemara, that if a lung is lost, Ne'ev if you find an animal, and you don't know where its lung is, but you know it was properly uh, uh, slaughtered. Properly, it was a proper a, a, a proper um, a proper shechita that was done to it. So the halacha is ne'ev dahariya is allowed. In other words, you could rely on the fact that rov behemot kshirot this animal was probably kasher. Therefore, you're allowed to eat the meat. There are poskim. Rav Avadi Yosef has a uh, has a teshuva about this as well as others that if somebody. Is, has meat in front of him and he doesn't know if it's Bet Yosef or not, he could rely indeed that and he could consume this meat. Whereas if he's buying in a store and he has a choice to buy Bet Yosef or not, 
then obviously he should opt to buy the Bet Yosef. That's the most mehadrin. And all the more so if the consumer has the ability to influence the, uh, the market to demand Bet Yosef. And if that's going to be the case, the Bet Yosef is going to be able to be bought. That is definitely something that should be done. So there's different levels. If a person is stuck and he doesn't know whether this meat is Bet Yosef or not, there is what to rely on in that situation to have the meat. If one is, if, if one has a choice of buying Bet Yosef, or he's at a restaurant and he asks them for Bet Yosef, so he accomplishes not only that he's able to get Bet Yosef meat, but he also accomplishes community pressure that is also very important. And the, and the third level is that if he's able to influence the Shechita houses, that's obviously something that would be a very, um, a very worthwhile, uh, uh, endeavor. And obviously somebody who says he's machmir all the time to buy only Bet Yosef, that's definitely, uh, a very high level in Kashrut and it's definitely praiseworthy. The other topic is Chadash and Yashan, which would be a whole Shi'ur on into itself. But just to, just to mention that since the Shulchan Aruch did not give the same leniencies as the Ramah, and wheat that was um, that was um, planted and harvested after Pesach, and it ends up on a person's table as early as August, September, October. Then, according to the Shulchan Aruch, the halachot are very different than for the Ashkenazim, especially those who followed the traditions of the Hasidim that were more lenient on um, on on Yashan, on Yashan and Chadash. So. One goes to a Hasidish establishment, he knows that they will not be as careful in the laws of Chadash and Yashan. And, um, here too, it would depend how much pressure he puts on the, the consumers put on the, on the, uh, on, on the establishment of the stores, because it's gonna cost them money to store flour, but if it's worth it for them, they will do it. So here too, it's going to largely depend on community pressure. Once again, if a person is stuck, and he doesn't know if this is Yashan, if this particular product is Yashan or Chadash. Here he's going to get into a whole discussion what type of product it is. There are, there are certain types of flour that have uh, low gluten consistency and they're made usually to, uh, to, to make cake, uh, uh, cookies and crumbly items. And that we could assume they're from winter wheat that do not have a problem of Chadash because they are always harvested before Pesach because they are planted in the winter, hence their name is winter wheat. Then you're gonna have spring and durum wheat that is planted afterwards, and that a person has to be more careful and more vigilant on. And if he is not sure what it is or not, then he really has to, um, he really has to um, do his research. And it could be in certain scenarios where he knows that the majority of the time, this is winter wheat, uh, or this is gonna be okay, he could rely on the fact that it's rov. But once again, this situation is something to be aware of and definitely to apply pressure on the uh, establishments in order to cater to, uh, to, uh, um, uh, Chadash and Yashan. And last, but definitely not least, which is something that is looked upon, uh, is not, is not given enough attention to, is the issue of Bishul Akum. When somebody walks into a non-kosher, to a, to a kosher restaurant, he assumes that he's getting kosher food. And the truth is, for Ashkenazim, this food is usually kosher because you have a, you have a, a mashgiach 
if he remembered to turn on the uh, to turn on the flame, and the and the even though the non-Jew in the kitchen is cooking the food, but as long as the non-Jew turn on the flame for Ashkenazim, that's okay. And the logic behind it is that the Ramaz opinion is that hadlakat ha'ish that a Jew opens the fire even though the actual cooking was done by a non-Jew is okay. Whereas the Shulchan Aruch rejects this opinion. Hadlakat ha'ish is not okay according to the Shulchan Aruch. Rather, one has to bona fide have um, have chitui and ma'aseh he has to have a participation in the bishul, even if he doesn't turn on the fire. But he, but 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 he, but he has a participation. That would be okay. Most kosher establishments are not careful with this, and one of the reasons is because it would take them a full time mashgiach, who's part of a cook, to also be involved in the cooking. And many establishments don't have that money, and therefore this is once again a serious issue. What to be done about it? So there is a famous teshuvah of the Ben Ishchai in Rav Alim, where the Ben Ishchai discusses uh, the, uh, the uh, a common food, uh, zelabia that was eaten in um, by people, and there was it was cooked by the by the goyim, and uh, the Ben Ishchai says that maybe one could make a safek sifika, a double safek over here. One safek is that the the fact that there was a hadlakata ish, according to the Ramah, it's okay. Now, even you're going to say we don't follow that, it's a, so it's a machlok, it's a safek, but there's another reason to say it's allowed. Because the Shulchan Aruch writes in Simen Kuf Yud Gimel that shvachot, uh, people who are workers, we would call them uh, uh, maidservants, there is no problem vishulakum because they are in a, they are subservient to you. And the whole reason of Bishulakum is you might come to marry their daughters, but not by a maidservant, they never had this gzira. This is the opinion of the Ra'avad. The Shulchan Aruch brings it. The Shulchan Aruch rejects it in the Shulchan But Yosef, he brings it down. Shulchan Aruch, he rejects it. But, says the Ben Ishchai, maybe you could, uh, two wrongs might make a right over here. One is that the Shulchan Aruch doesn't hold of Hadlakata Ish. Okay, but some opinions do. The Shulchan Aruch doesn't hold up Shvachot, but some opinions do. So take both of those opinions together, and you'd be able to say Asfik Sfikot to be allowed. Says the Ben Yishchai, no. You don't do that, because both of those Sfikot are against the Shulchan Aruch. And two Sfikot against the Shulchan Aruch we do not follow. Rav Ovadia Yosef in Yabia Omer, in a few places, uh, one of the places he discusses this is in Yoredea, Yabia Omer, Chelektet, Yoredea, Siman Vav, Odedalet Vehei brings this sfiksvika of the Ben Ishchai, and he says, even though the Ben Ishchai says not to make a sfiksvika against the Shulchan Aruch, says, he thinks that there are many poskim that say that one could make a sfiksvika against the Shulchan Aruch. And one of the reasons why one can make a sfiksvika against the Shulchan Aruch is because, well, you're going to tell me the opinion of the Chachamia Ashkenaz, of Adakata Ish is worth nothing. Says Rav Avad Yosef, the uh, acceptance of the words of Maran is not betorat vaday ela mitorat safek. It is not accepted absolutely as a vaday, whatever the Shulchan Aruch says. Rather, we accept it as a safek. And if when uh, that means that it's not an absolute that we accepted the Shulchan Aruch's opinion 100%, no other opinion was worth nothing. We follow the Shulchan Aruch. But it's not like the other opinions are totally rejected. So in a case where you have two opinions that you can put together, you can rely especially on a Dirabanan to make such a sphinx. Uh, 
Rav Ben in the Mavo of Klalis Fixfika, Anaf Yudchet writes that this Fixfika is different by Bishulakim. You can't do this Fixfika. Because in, in the Sfika of, of Hadlakata Esh, the Shulchan Aruch rejected totally the opinion of Hadlakata Esh. When he brings two opinions, it could be then you have a Safik. But in the case that he writes categorically, I do not follow one opinion, so then you can't make a Sfik on it anymore. Rabbi Shalom Esas also in Chelik Bet of Shemesh Umagen, Siman Yudalif writes, although he is not against the fact that you could make a Sfik Svika against the Shulchan Aruch, but nevertheless over here you can't apply the such a rule. Because the Shulchan Aruch writes in the same Siman, one after the other, that Shvachot doesn't help, rather even if it's a Shivcha who's cooking the food, it's forbidden. And on that he follows up, in the next few Alachot after that he writes, Right, lighting the fire is not enough. So he's talking, he's a book that has consistency. And since this, and one, in, in one, one, in one sif, in one seif, he says, even a shifcha does not help to solve the problem of bishulakum. So even if that shifcha, it would do at lakataesh, it wouldn't work. That's what the shulchan aruch means, says Rabbi Shalom Isas. Ravavadi Yosef argues, he says, no, Shulchan Aruch writes two different things and you can combine them in a case of a need. And therefore, Ravavadi Yosef, it is known, was lenient, that if somebody walks into an Ashkenazi establishment, they could ask, uh, they don't, they, they, they could eat because you have a sphix viga against the Shulchan Aruch. The workers there are not shvachod, but they are subservient, which is itself is a chidush, but they're subservient. And number two, there was hadlakata ish. Obviously, we see that since this is such a dynamic subject and such a big controversy, it would be proper that anybody who walks into a restaurant asks them that they should turn on the fire and that they should have the mashgiach turn on the fire and put communal pressure where possible as well. So we covered three topics. We covered the topic of Chalak Bet Yosef. We covered the topic of Yashan and Chadash. And we covered the topic of Bishulakum. Really, really on a superficial level, but just so a person knows when he walks into a restaurant, if he's Faradi, what he is up against and what type, what, what the benefits of putting communal pressure in order to raise the level of Kashrut Chazaku Baruch. This audio series has been brought to you by the Sephardic Halakha Center. The center is committed to advancing research and application of Halakha in the Sephardic community nationwide. For a halachic consultation, monetary bedin services, to order this series or to sign up to receive the Sephardic Halakha Journal, or for all other information, please call 1-844-200-TSHC or email info at theshc.org to subscribe.